Welcome back. We are so excited about this week and to tell you guys about what has happened and just our journey as a couple and our communication style and like how we have improved over the time that we've been together because this week tested every boundary that we've ever had. So we had, Dan had a very busy week at work. They had a board yes. meeting and yeah, on Saturday. Woohoo. So <laughs> he had to go to work early. Like he worked in the morning, but then leading up to that you had to like We had a lot of work going in this board meeting on Saturday, so it was very stressful. And starting the school year, um, I work at at our alma mater Siena Heights University and getting ready to launch back and do somewhat normal with all things COVID, so, um, you know, and part of my normal work, all kinds of task forces and things like that I'm a part of, plus uh, presentation or strategic plan or board, so um, before I bore you all to death, that was a lot of what I was <laughs> dealing with, so it was, yeah, it was very hectic, quite stressful. And then I had, with the kids, and like here in our little unit, we had a lot of appointments going on, like I had a doctor's appointment, the kids had dentist appointment, all three of them. I had a hair appointment one night, and then we also had a work dinner as well. So just making sure that we were both on like the same page going in. Like last Sunday, we, you know, on Sundays, that's our big planning day. Like we plan out, don't you think? The week. The week, like meetings. Yeah, one night I might be home later. Amber's got something. Like even last, was it last night or Friday? You're like, what do you got going this week? I don't know. <laughs> I had to look at my calendar because I can't remember. But then I looked today. I'm like, oh, yeah, Wednesday night, I've got a meeting at 5. So I'm going to be late. Thursday night, Sophia's got a haircut. So we're, you know, we're not going to be together for dinner that night. So just it just helps us plan yeah. um, on how to, you know, navigate the week with the kids. like And with to, meals, too. Like, just me yeah. figuring out what... Needs we, to be made for dinner. Yeah. Like, tomorrow, for example, you... Um, volunteering kids care at the center where um, we're members and um, we take our kids Amber volunteers on Monday they have kind of like a daycare but the members can take their kids there for two hours and work out or do whatever so and I'm um, there for four hours on Monday so she'll be out of the house early tomorrow so we just have to plan and make sure like so we prep the kids and we're getting ready to go with that Um, so Sundays is our big yeah because in the past We've not done that, and then, or, well, we've not done that, but we may have said something in passing. I think you would agree this is more often probably you than me, where you said something to me. Yeah, right. And then you're pissed at me later because I don't remember it. If I say something <laughs> to you, like, it's like steel trap, you'll remember it to the end of time, but I'll be like, I don't, I, don't you remember I told you that? No, I don't remember it. Pay attention. Sorry. You have to pay attention to what's happening around you. So that's why we meet on Sundays. <laughs> so that's our Sundays. So we had a very busy, busy week, and Jack has been having a hard time leaving my side. Um, anytime we go into a store and he's not clenched onto my hand, he thinks I'm going to be leaving him, or I drop him off in that kids' care like during the rest of the week. I try to go there to get some work done and he thinks like the world is ending and he doesn't like it when you leave in the morning no either 
Like, he's very clingy first yeah. thing in the morning when you leave. Yeah. So, been. we've been trying to navigate that and talk about it between Dan and I of what's happening and what's going on. And it's so many different things, I think. Mm-hmm. The kids are going back to school soon, so he can feel a shift in the air a little bit. And, you know. Uh, it's been what I've been reading, too. Yeah, and what you've been reading. Reading a book right now um, called It Didn't Start With You. Um, I mark well, I think I talked about this in one of our previous episodes, but it talks about um, research showing that things that happen to your parents actually like the fear triggers can be passed down to you. All right. So it's this is exactly the age where Amber's mom left, just yes. left, and so we're sitting there as I'm reading this, wondering like did that pass down? Right. Yeah. You know that trauma to him and maybe that's why he's acting this way right now so right but it's good to you know the whole theme of this episode is communication so we're able to talk about these things and kind of get a better understanding um like don't get me wrong i'm not always patient with him he can drive me crazy (laughs) what do you mean never but this has helped (laughs) us be able to understand understand a little more what may be going on with him and be a little more compassionate and empathetic to him true yes yes that has helped and then with this also this week um i was thrown a curveball by some family members outside of our little unit at our house and i was frustrated and flustered by the whole situation and not understanding and oh so i was telling dan about it and he was then getting what frustrated with me Yes, I mean, I was, I was frustrated because this, this certain family, these certain family members, um, there are things that they, they do and we deal with with them have gone on for years, almost 20 years. Yeah. And so, you know, um, so you were something happened with one of them. I'm not going to say exactly because then. If they happen to be listening to this, <laughs> it'll cause a whole another uproar. Shit show yeah, really right. But at any rate, she told me what happened, and in my mind, I'm thinking, like, yeah, duh. Are we really shocked right now? Like, and so anyway, but I didn't say that. But you know, she just kept wanting to talk about it, and I'm kind of like, what do you want me to say? Like, I, and I just wanted just to talk wanted about just, it. She just wanted to vent and bitch. Because there's nothing I can do to control the situation. Yeah. There's just nothing fine. I can do to rectify the situation. Like, I just wanted to talk about it and be frustrated and pissed off about the whole thing. And. But I was like. They had a busy day at work. Well, well that and you plus were, I'm like, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? Like, what kind of solution do you want me to offer? They. Don't make. Wise choices. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to put it. But, you know, finally we kind of at each other like a little bit tense for it. And yeah. And I was like, just tell me. I just want to, I just want to bitch and I don't want to hear you say anything. I just want to vent. Like, please tell me that. Okay, great. Go for it. Go crazy. <laughs> so. And then we were able to do that, what, yesterday too? Like, I looked at you and said, okay, so I just want to talk about this. I'm not looking for anything. I just need to talk about it and get off my chest. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
But it's taken us a long time to get yes. to this point. Like, we would get into probably big fights about this type of stuff before. Yes. We started working on ourselves. We started, you well, know. Well, I'll go out and let and I don't care. You can say I'm sexist. I don't give shit. It is a guy thing and it's a girl thing. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Girls want to talk about stuff and understand each other's feelings more. And guys are like, okay, so what the fuck do we do now? Not to say you don't care, but let's say, okay, all right, great, got it, good. What do we do? You want to solve the problem. Yes, so you can move on. It's... Yes. It's what? (laughs) It's what? Nothing. It's what guys do? Yes. You're sexist. (laughs) All right. You're not triggered people. <laughs> We're sorry for that. Um, so it just has taken us a long time to understand that. And like, even when I was, because recently we redid the bathrooms, and I came to Dan with, because I know now uh, through trial and error, let me tell you that I said I wanted to do something, and I didn't have the total cost or the investment behind it. He was, like, very frustrated and upset. I just felt... I felt alone. (laughs) I felt not understood. Oh. Because I do all the money. You know, I I mean, all the bills. Like, I said I'm going to pay him so I know what's coming in now. So, yes, you did this. And And this time I did it. You did. I did. I had it all written out. I was like, if we do it this way, this way, this way, it's going to cost the X amount. And we do it this way, it's going to be this amount. So I had two separate things, and he's like, okay, whatever, do whatever you want. Well, because... And then I was so mad. Like, I took the time to do this, and you just was like, meh, whatever. Because I'm I'm working very hard to have an abundance (laughs) mindset and not think of scarcity. So, okay, it's something we need to do. So normally it's freaking out, but I'm just going to have an abundant mindset and think that we have plenty of money, and it's going to be just fine. So go ahead and do it. Stop laughing now, thanks. Oh. Oh. So this is our shit show. <laughs> so that's been our week. And then we have one more week before kids go to school. So um Thank God. Yeah. So we're just working through this next couple weeks and getting trying to get back into the routine. So I think in August, September is when we'll actually be into our normal routine again. I hope so. Um so well, we did a good job communicating today because you were like you said like what do you need from me because I will tell you I was pissed the f off this morning because our kids have not been sleeping we are very sleep deprived yes and here comes Sophia quack quack Hi. all right honey go out there all right quack quack lady out so anyway so yeah so didn't sleep last night Kids piled on me, so I go down to the couch at four in the morning. <laughs> Patrick's screaming, crying because he wants to sit with me, even though I just need to go to the bathroom. So he's piled on me. So then I slept in a little bit this morning. Like a little bit? You mean like seven thirty? Yes. So at seven thirty, as I'm deep into sleep, <laughs> my daughter Sophia jumped off the top of the couch WWE style and landed on me. 
on my belly. <laughs> and Patrick's I was, laughing, and I, I can't. Not, I'm like, why are you laughing? I was <laughs> not happy. It was and so I was, the morning was just rough. So Amber, instead of being mad, she she's like, what do you need? I'm like, I just need to be left alone for a minute. Just for a minute. But weird point is we were able to communicate through it. Yes, yes. And it's taken us a long time. And working on ourselves to become the best version of ourselves through the readings we've been doing, the podcasts that we've been doing, um, just all the work that we have been doing. And it's just, sorry, our daughter is next to me right now. Anyway, because she won't listen. Another reason why we get frustrated. Sweetheart. Okay, now go. Watch your show. Go. Okay, please go You're watch okay. your show. Okay. Okay, you can. Very have, good job. Good job. Now we'll get something in a little while. All right, go watch your show. So it's been a rough week, and then we're trying to deal with temper tantrums and not getting our way, and knowing that the schedule is going to be changing here soon. So we are just giving ourselves grace and working together as a team, which is always important to do because we are in this together and we can do more together than we can separately. And I truly believe that in any type of relationship that you have is that it's 100% on both sides. It's not 50-50, it's 100%. You, yes. you give 100% into a relationship with no expectations back. And when both partners understand that, or both friendships, you know, best both friends or whatever, like that's when I feel like communication and it's hard. trust you and to, everything. Yeah, it is hard. It is you hard. Have to, um, put your wants behind the others. Yes, that's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to stay patient. Cause after a while, I mean, that I will straight up own it. That's what makes it hard for me with the, our kids. Sometimes I love our kids. I love them, but I'm like, good God, can I just sleep just a little bit? And when it's not like they're infants, they're what, seven, five, and three, almost six or eight, six, and four. Yeah. Almost. So, but still, so, but you just okay. All right, I got it. Put my needs behind them. It's not always easy. No. So. And if, you know, we're, we're not perfect. And you just have to give each other grace. Mm-hmm. And understand that when one is falling or one is failing in a certain area, the other one is there to pick it up. And to back each we, other. Yeah. Fortunately, we got to a place where usually, like, I'm off, she's on. If she's yeah. off, I'm on. Yeah. We haven't had... Every now and then, we're both off, and then we usually have an argument in that moment but fortunately it's like the energy one of us is on so when the other one's off we're able to pick it up you know the other one's able to be calm and collected and not frustrated yes yeah and it doesn't happen that often so that was just what we wanted to share this week just something fun um talking about our week and talking about communication and how it's increased over the years um and thank goodness with the kids, it's increased and it's gotten better between us. So that's good. Well, and to, um, I had a meet, I had a coffee meeting Friday morning for work and it's, um, someone I hadn't seen in a while and we get to talking just about personal things and, um, family stuff. And so he was asking more about our family and I was telling about us and, um, 
some of the personal work we're doing, and I mentioned that um, Amber, when Patrick was first born, about a, maybe a month in, right away said she wasn't feeling well, something was off, and that's when we figured out she had postpartum, and so um, started seeing a counselor right then and there, and then eventually I did too, but I told this person, I still mean it, rewinding it back to that moment, that thank goodness she communicated that to me because I think that if she hadn't, I don't think we'd be together. Typically we would have fought and not understood each other and got divorced. Yeah, I believe that so, too. It, so communication I mean, was huge. It's crazy. But yeah, that came up Friday in, in that conversation. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Awesome. Well, we hope that you guys have a good week and join us next um next sunday all of the time our sundays are when our podcast will drop and make sure you subscribe to whichever um podcast app that you're listening to this on so we're super excited um share your thoughts with us and and please give us a good rating yeah (laughs) because more people will see us yes that is true so that's fun we just hope to show people that they're not alone. Yeah, they're not alone, they're... and a lot of the stuff you deal with is normal, and other people are going through it. Yes, definitely. So, we just hope that you have a good week, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Take care. Well, apparently, I'm not supposed to say take care. <laughs> what should I say? <laughs> just stop it. Hello and welcome to the You, Me, and Everything in Between <laughs> podcast with Deanna and Amber. We're back on a Sunday, day before school starts. Yes, our kids go back to school Thank tomorrow. The Lord. <laughs> yes, oh, Lord. Oh, a great summer. But I'm so glad that they go to school tomorrow. <laughs> so, we love you, teachers, and we love you, administration. You are doing an amazing job. How the hell do you do what you do? I don't know, but I praise you. And so does Dan. 100%. our friends that we know, they're good friends. That are teachers and administrators. Tracy, Jen, Ken, Aaron. Who are we forgetting? Mike. Mike. Good God. I don't know how y'all. Sammy. Sammy. Oh my gosh, we're so I don't know how y'all do it. God bless you. But anyway, they're yours tomorrow. Not ours. (laughs) So true. Yeah. So So All right, so Sunday this week, Amber brought up a good idea to talk about growth mindset. Yes, yes, um, it's a good one. With our episode this week. So um, we were thinking about uh, just our time together and how we have utilized the growth mindset without even really realizing it. Usually it's one of us um, versus both of us and through our, our time together. Uh, and how and we didn't even realize like yeah. what we were doing. Nope. No. We had no idea that we even had but the one of us mindset. But one of us had the I don't know, the wherewithal, the drive, the um just the feeling that this is the right thing to do, so True. Pushed yeah. it forward for us both. But Yeah. Um and we both come from families and I think it's probably part of our generation that uh, well, not necessarily a generation, but I guess families 
like ours in our generation that it was like a scarcity mindset. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. you know, my family and Amber's family are both like, you know, you know, don't, don't overspend money and don't, you know, don't be wasteful because, you, you know, it was like, it was a good lesson in some ways, like take care of what you have and be thankful for what you have. But it was like, don't waste anything because you don't know when you're going to have more. And But uh, we were like, my family was like frivolous about money on different things. What do you mean? Like, we spent money on Oh, you mean non, non-frivolous, though? Non, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, okay. like, we were spending money on things that really we should not have been. Mm. Like, we would run out of money and, or run out of propane. Yeah. And so, in the dead of winter, we had no propane and our house was cold and yeah. freezing because... We spent money that week on food for our dog kennel versus spending money on our house and our family and you know so it was like but formulate that scarcity mindset very scarcity like and i remember that like yesterday in the you know kitchen with a blanket up and trying to make sure that we're all huddled in this little tiny spot, so we all stay warm with a kerosene heater, which is not safe. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, like, it, yeah. Which is not safe. And, call, you know, and just hearing my dad and stepmom calling and trying to get the propane guys out there the next day as soon as possible, but yeah, looking back, and like, that should not even have been... Yeah, meanwhile, you're... Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and it was the like same thing. Things. It's just like, yeah. you know, and using the toothpaste and um, not having enough toothpaste and using baking soda. And, you know, it's just like that type of thing of mm-hmm. not having a growth mindset and just being scarcity with our money and what's happening around us and using money in areas, I guess, that did not necessarily well, matter. Right? Like, wouldn't you not, say that? Like, not, well, and I, I would assert... <clears throat> Using money to help fill a um, a void. Oh yeah, yeah. With self-esteem. True. That's hard to argue with. You know, like your dad with the dogs. Would, so just so you know, like my, we yeah. had a kennel um, when I was growing up, and we had between ten and twenty dogs of racing sled dogs, mm-hmm. and when I was young. Like, when I was a baby, all the way through high school. Yep. And we would race on the weekends. Um, My dad would take me out of school. And we would travel all over the place. We'd Mm -hmm. go to Minnesota. We'd go to Canada. We'd go to Maine. We'd go all over. I didn't know we went to Maine. Yeah, we went to Maine. But it was, like, freezing cold. And, you know, of course, it was freezing. Um... We but would I cross the bridge, you know, and oh, and yeah. stuff. So like we would go all over and spend the money. Amber loves bridges too. No, I hate bridges. They scare the crap out of me. So just so a little bit of background on that, like we would ha- we had a dog kennel and um, it was a lot of fun. It was interesting. I learned a lot about dogs and you know how to take care of myself and that type of stuff. But at the same time, I lost out on a lot as well. Like, I that's hate to I, say I, that, I, but yeah. it's true. Like, I did. I could be, and again, I could be wrong, but it seems like there was something he was trying to fill, 
with yeah. spending that amount of money on 20 dogs. I mean, that's a lot. Of, that has, that costs yeah. a lot. Yes. So I don't know, you know, I wasn't there. Um, and we dealt with a lot of the same stuff in my family. It wasn't <clears throat> something like that necessarily, but we dealt with a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, one of my earliest memories I can remember, I don't know, I was four, five. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, there was a notice on the refrigerator. I had to be at least four because we were in my parents' house that they have still to this day. And we didn't move in there until I was four. Okay. But it wasn't long after we moved in there. And there was a notice on the refrigerator that unless the bill was paid within like that day or the next day, it was like electric or gas or water. One of those yeah, yeah. was getting shut off. Oh, goodness. Okay. So yeah. obviously it had gone on for a while. Um, and it got paid somehow. I don't know how, but, um, that's one of my very first memories when regards to money and scarcity. And it was always like that when I was a kid, like it was like you said, you know, you're like, it was so exciting when we'd go school shopping. Yeah. I hated school shopping, hated it. Cause we could, you know, my mom was always stressed out and we couldn't get, you know, it was always like couldn't get a lot of clothes and it couldn't definitely couldn't get cool shoes and you know like oh gosh yeah you know so it was always like that and then like same thing we would run out of toothpaste that happened with us too i had many a day brushing my teeth with baking soda um but yeah school shopping for us was so much fun yeah i I I enjoyed it so much and like that's why i take our kids now is because Mm -hmm. it's just so much fun and i'll tell you the truth even still to this day like this week and you're like we're gonna go school shop and get supplies like like i felt a it bubble up of like anxiety and stress like subconsciously it just bubbled up because it's just no i'm not mad you're just it's there i know but it's dealing with that But, but I always enjoyed it because yeah. we went to a I went to a Catholic school, so we had to wear uniforms, mm-hmm. and we didn't get outfits. The only thing like big that we got was new shoes because mm-hmm. we could wear whatever type of shoes we wanted. And see, that's where it's cool. You got to deal. See, we didn't have that, so it was like yeah. free for all. And so, yeah. like you know, when I was in school, the you know it was like one year it was like skids bibs were important oh, or, yeah, yeah. and they were expensive like then it was like 1990 they were like 50 60 bucks or guest jeans or guest bibs yeah. I and mean, they were like 70 bucks i mean they were expensive yeah i mean it was like literally out of the question like don't even ask that right. shit is not happening right oh i so, can only yeah. imagine though yeah. but yeah it's just i just remember but at the same time though like wearing uniforms if you wore a jumper versus a skirt, or if you wore a skirt versus a wraparound skirt, it depended on what... Some talk shit, or like, yeah, yeah what, or like, what, what yeah, like, yeah. class of friends you were in type yeah. of thing. So, I mean, there was, like, three sets of different, like, types of girls that you could have been in. Yeah, so and you never had to deal like, with that, but that, that would suck. That was yeah. hard, yeah. That was definitely hard. So, um, and we always went to the hand-me-down places, like... You know, yeah. like the church always had the rummage sale, and we'd always get the hand-me-downs, which is fine, and I love rummage sales to this day because of that. But but it still had an effect. It's like it still had an effect on me. Like, uh, well, I'm that really was... gonna roll my skirt up so it's not down to my knees. Type it's the same thing for me. <laughs> like when when I was a kid, 
It would have been like right when I was getting into middle school. That was like right when Nintendo came out. Okay. Yeah. And it was like, and and my cousins had moved back <clears throat> near us, and so they got like everything. Ugh. They always were getting everything, and so you know we didn't, and so I was dealing with that, and then like so it was like Nintendo's were the coolest thing, and we got an Atari seventy eight hundred, which looking back was a cool thing, but it was like second rate. Right. Not, so it just right. continued to foster that feeling of not quite good enough and that scarcity mindset. And the same thing, we would, we'd run out of, you know, like Amber would tell you now, we have <laughs> stockpile downstairs. It's like, I'm like, like this last couple of weeks, she was giving me shit because we ran out of peanut butter because she makes it in her Shakeology shake. I do, yeah. And I'm like, you didn't fucking tell me that you grabbed the last one from downstairs. <laughs> Because down in our basement, we have these shelves that are just full. We call it our stockpile. It's full of everything. <laughs> like paper plates, paper towels, plastic forks. Seasonings. Like seasonings, <laughs> coffee. Soups. Anything soups, you can imagine, yeah. Dish soap. I mean, water. <laughs> you name it because... But I, he ran out of peanut butter. You didn't tell me in the last <laughs> one. But, I mean, that's been my that's my thing because we would constantly... I mean, we'd run... Like I said, I already talked about toothpaste. We'd run out of... Like, we had a dog, we were on a dog food. And just stupid shit, like yeah. shampoo, like just name yeah. it, like dumb nonsense, stuff like that. We'd run out of it all the time when I was a kid. So, again, that scarcity mindset was me. So, now it's like, you know, I, I, I've gone the other way. Like, you can't take me. We go to Sam's Club, it's like $500 later, we walk out, like, fuck. I mean, there's so many good deals. <laughs> there's so many good deals. That's why we just buy online and what we need. Like, there's so many good deals. So, um, true, true. so, you know, we've dealt with that, like, and, you know, and even like when I was growing up, it was, you know, um, my dad's side of the family is Mexican and it was like tons of food, but it was like, don't waste food. You never waste true. food. You do not, yeah. you, you and don't. And that's why waste. you get so mad about the kids. Yeah. Our yeah. Kids. It's still this day, but like bothers my kids. Think, I'm like, they're wasting. I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh. But, I mean, it was to the point, like, you know, my Aunt Lily, we just had her celebration of life a couple weeks ago. She passed away. But still this day, there's still a joke about it. We were at a family reunion or something, and I had a chicken leg. <laughs> and I ate it, but I didn't eat, like, everything around it, like cartilage or everything. And she's, you know, I get ready to throw it away, and she, she's like, Hey, Danny, there's good meat on there. And grabs it and just starts eating the bone. I was just eating, I'm like... It's still this day, like that's what's in my head. So, point is, we grew up very much in that scarcity mindset. You know, and my my grandfather and my mom side of the family. You know, yeah. you know they had six kids. You know, I mean, I get it. Money was tight, but you know, it was all the same thing. It was you know, my I was joke. My my grandfather, you could sell him a piece of shit as long as he got a good deal, and he'd be like. How much did you get? You, you know, how much did you buy your piece of shit for? Well, fuck you! I got my piece of shit for twenty five percent less. You're stupid. <laughs> you know, so that that True. is the yeah. mindset we both came up with. So yeah. as we got together, we didn't realize this, um, and as we got into our marriage and stuff. And so, uh, I was saying the first thing we were going to talk about was like when we got ready to move down to South, South Bend. Yeah, South Bend. To South Bend. Yes, to South like, Bend. So yeah. you know, I was working um, as a restaurant manager, and I got moved down there and so Amber as a was, GM yeah as a GM but yeah Amber was working at another restaurant serving which was 
not making insignificant money. It was Oh, good. yeah, I was making good money as a yeah. server. I mean, you can make great she was, money. Yeah, I mean, server. it was not an insignificant portion of our income overall. And so yeah. I didn't realize it now. And I told her the night before we got ready to do this, I'm like, I'm going to own this because I fucked up. Yeah. But like, when we went down there, she she had applied on her own to the University of Notre Dame. Yes. For a position within the catering department that was like part time on call, yeah, totally like no, what's the word I want to use for it? no like stability, stability. Thank yeah. you, perfect word. And I like I, I I'm sorry I I'm sorry it's I flipped I, out. I, yes, on the way back I'm like we can't do that. It's not gonna fucking work. I'm like uh, you know I it and I'm like fl- I don't know what to do. No, it, you know, it freaked me out because you know I'm like you know for me. I've identified that my whole way of going about things is like, how do I prevent what I dealt with growing up from not happening in me again? True. Now, mom and dad, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we love I, I love you and I'm not saying that I had a bad childhood. I'm not saying that my parents were wonderful parents. Yes. They're they, wonderful they, parents like, to me gave too. me all the love in the world. But that part of the financial side of it was really stressful yes and so internally i internalized it i was like i never want to deal with that ever again ever yeah so when we decided to move like and you're saying that i'm like "Ah, i'm gonna have to deal with that again and still to this day i still deal with this shit but i was like when we moved i was like well what do you want me to do like Mm -hmm. i don't know you know i just graduated from college i didn't really know what i wanted to do yep i had an art degree what are you gonna do with an art degree? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna make art? And I, I didn't really know. Um, but you got into it, and like, and I got into it, and within it was like a kicking month, ass. No. And within like a month or so, I became well, full time. And well, then you, got, became, you got in February. By May, yeah, you were like, hey, I'm gonna. You got to full time, and then. then it was a year later that you got like fully promoted to manager. But within May, it was like full-time it was a couple months right but the thing was it's in like a couple months she's like i love this because right i've always wanted to plan weddings and now i get to do this and so she was planning weddings so it was like her absolute dream job at that time absolutely loved it because i planned weddings and i was helping the bride and it was notre dame it was university of notre dame who wouldn't love university of notre dame working for them and it was just so amazing. It mm-hmm. truly, truly was. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept working and doing the best I could every single day when I went in and did as like, you know, what I was asked to do basically. Mm-hmm. And then I became a manager. I was like, I interviewed for it and I became a manager. And then I just kept growing within this department mm-hmm. and I loved every single moment. I will tell you, there was hard times very hard oh, times yeah. through that whole process yeah. and I'm sure that's a whole nother episode that we will talk about at a yeah. different time but being able to plan special events for people was is it still is a huge dream of mine because they you just get to see their face when they walk in and just be like but, so surprised and excited and with the theme of this episode though that's what is so anti like scarcity mindset like you know you're like brought up like you do this and you get a job and you hope you make enough to take care of your family you know and you know you hope that's just enough 
but you were in a job where it was like, I am living my passion and I am like loving it and making good money and everything that you were brought up to think like you weren't worthy of. Right? Am I right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I was taught I wasn't worthy. But not even like explicitly, just kind of like subconsciously or subliminally, like you don't think that big. You're not, that's, we're not like that. We're not. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. That is true. Like my, my parents, you know, my, my, my dad was a pretty good athlete in high school. Like he could have played in college. Right. Right. He could have. But it was just kind of like the mindset, like, you know, back then in Adrian where we live now, it was, there's factories everywhere and you got out of high school, you got a factory job and you raise your family. Yeah. Like it was, you know, it was far and few in between to like go to college. It's like, I don't go to college. Even right. even I mean, when I I mean my sister and I were still we were the first kids in our family yeah, yeah. that graduated from college. Yeah. So it's like the same thing. It was same like, thing. You, I mean, for I you was to, you to have a job like that was like well, that's you know that's way, that's way you know that's that's out of our stratosphere. Right. I mean I was the first it. generation going to college and graduated from mm-hmm. college and mm-hmm. still am within my family. There's nobody else in my family who's graduated from yeah. college. And we have more, but Aaron and I were the first ones, yeah. my sister and I. But I mean, our yeah. family's tiny. You would have thought like yeah. more people, like my cousins, would have. Maybe they did, and I just don't know, you know, but like, because yeah. we're not as close as your family is. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do. Yeah. I regret that. Like, I really, truly wish that we were closer. With? Like, my immediate little family. Oh, like, oh. my dad and my aunt and yeah. her kids and stuff. Yeah. I just wish yeah. that we were, but. It is what it is, and we do the best that we can. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. So I so had you that had to, job, had that job, and then, yeah. but I will say the one part that was held us back from me having that job and like excelling and being so far into it was is what I focused on was our my job. I didn't focus on us. I didn't focus on having a family, hmm. even though we had talked about it. Um, but we hadn't really like dove into it, right? Like, don't you agree? Yeah. Like we did a little bit, but at one point we're like, man, I don't know. Because my job was more of, I mean, there was, well, people I w- were married, but they weren't very when, focused on family. So uh, we were more we, focused we on never, our jobs. We never talked about this, but that you saying that, I think going in still that scarcity mindset was... Again, I'll own something that I fucked up on, and I didn't know it at the time. But after we got married, we were like, oh, we'll have kids, and it wasn't happening. So we eventually got to the point where we're like, all right, we got to get tested and see what's going on. Sure, yeah. And, you know, I got tested first. and Because it was easier Yes. for you to be tested than it was for me. But things came back, and I was... Everything was fine with me. Right. Looking back now, like, how did I do that? How did I make that error? But my mindset was, again, because I felt very unworthy anyway. I had self-esteem issues because of how I grew up and shit that happened. You know, in my mind, I was like, yep, here you go. It's going to be your fault that you can't have kids and... You know, and you're going to lose it because of that, blah, blah, blah. So when it came back and I was like, no, it's, you know, you're fine. And you told me that. I came out, I was just like, in my head, I was like, okay, cool. Not understanding at all how much, how hurt you were at all. 
Right, yeah. And so, it was hard. you know, still didn't get it, you know, and so you just, you're like, fuck it, you know, I'm not going to have kids, I'm not, you know, what I dreamed wasn't going to happen, scarcity mindset, da da da, I'm right, I'm just going to pour myself into my work. Right, true. Right? Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. And I, I looking back now, I'm like, why do you go, dipshit? But I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I felt so shitty about myself to, to hear it was like, it's not me, I'm like, Okay, thank God. Yeah. Totally missed how much that hurt your feelings. True. So, anyway, thing. go ahead, yeah. you know, pour it in your job. Oh, I didn't know. You were talking about how you just, like, people weren't in. Oh, like, I just kept pouring just, into yeah. my job and pouring into, you know, what I was doing. and <clears throat> Which meant that I kept getting promoted. Because I just kept mm-hmm. doing more and more and more. It wasn't, like, I will say I was not, I will own up. I probably, I was not the best leader. I was not, I was focused on myself. Mm-hmm. And I made friends with people I should not have, or I like made acquaintances or, you know, alliances with people that I should not have. And honestly, I mean, that put back a lot between Dan and I, you know, at different times and whatnot. Um, but at that same time, that's what I was focused on was my job and that's what I cared about and we weren't going to have kids and we were accepting that and then what was crazy... I thought I was going to end up going away too because I was really mad that we couldn't have kids. So you're True. setting yourself in your work. And then Again, but scarcity, I was also scarcity like mindset. scarcity mindset and then I formed something in my own head that isn't true that... His parents didn't love me and they didn't want me to be a part of their family because I couldn't give them kids. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even though that was never said, that was never included, you know, like they never like pushed towards that whatsoever. So, uh, but that was just my own mindset and me feeling not worthy of yep. being yep. Dan's husband, Dan's uh, wife. So, um, just being anybody's wife, probably. Right, yeah, exactly. Because you couldn't, you know... I couldn't produce you thought an air, kid, yes. basically. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't move forward. Um, Sorry, like I'm starting to get choked up thinking no, about this. Because it's hard. hard, just thinking about it. Because um, that was a hard time for us. And it was just more... Because I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what was going. You know, and I all I kept thinking about was my work. And moving up and it was weird though because when I went to my annual doctor's appointment you know like for your my gynecologist appointment we I talked to my doctor and she's like well you know there is a specialist here if you want to talk to him because I had already had one surgery at that point like of yeah. getting yeah. rid of endometriosis just because I was in pain like that was early on in our marriage like years you know like that was super early on and so she knew what was going on and I was like well he's here meh let's talk to him right like I was just like Dan wasn't with me because it was just an annual appointment like it wasn't no big deal Mm -hmm. and he gave me so much hope and I don't know like I came out of that appointment with him Dr. Jarrett, like, he is amazing. He's in Indianapolis. I will put him a plug right now because he is amazing. There's friends of ours that had challenges and had a baby through them, too. And it was just, like, 
I don't know. Like, I just met, you know, I met with him and I, like, like, I can't even describe it. Like, it was just like floating. I was floating when I was meeting with him because I was like, there is hope. We can have a family. We can do this. And I remember going home and talking to you about this and you were like, okay, uh, well, whatever. You were, you were, you didn't realize that you had a growth mindset. But at, at the same point. time, I was like open to the possibility, so, I mean, the growth grow, mindset. Like I was just open, like. Well, and for me, you know, you just literally skipped forward like six years. Sorry. <laughs> but Sorry. no, yeah, I get it where you're going. You know, in between that, like the first job I moved down there for, you know, that place ended up closing. Well, and I was at the same job for that whole time. I know. And, and, you know, like... and so I had to basically like start over, yeah. like went from GM a restaurant to like waiting tables again, yeah. serving, but at a nice restaurant. It was a Roots Chris. and did really well. Within less than two years, I was GM running the store. And then, which led me to be able to get, I still, that enabled me to get into grad school at Notre Dame, which you were there, which was like the most awesome thing. Was like, she's working there, all of a sudden I'm a student there. Yeah, true. But again, true. it was because I, you know, that first job, I got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this shit anymore. It's not working. It's not. Yes, it just was not working. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have gone there. So, you know, that happened. Then we get there and um, I was working at, Southern at that point. Yeah. And Southern Wine Spirits at that point. So I was doing sales because I was like dying to get out of the restaurant industry. So again, like I had to like think like outside of the box, growth mindset. What can you do other yeah. than, yeah. Yeah. Because you've know. been doing it forever. Ever. And so, <laughs> you know, she came in and basically I, I will own it up. I was just like, you know what? I'll just check the box. I'll participate in this process. So she won't say that I didn't support her. Because I, I yeah, know yeah. at that point how I'd aired before. So I'm like, I'm just participating in this process because she will, she'll know that I was there with her. It ain't gonna happen, whatever. Right, But right, I right. participated. But so, you participated. And yep. we drove down to Indy, yep. Indianapolis, because that's where his office was. Dr. Jarrett's office is yep. in the hospital there yep. is where he performed. And I was down there for work a ton already too. So he already yeah. knew the where area. But now. Dr. Jarrett would come up to South Bend all the time yep. because he would consult with yep. our um, OB's office or whatever. It so was in October. It was October and it was like it was in and out surgery. It was one day. It was a one day It surgery. was in and out October because I remember it's funny the um the Tigers World Series game was going on that day. Oh, that's funny. So we got back and you were like, but she was a wreck. Like I was. That was like, horrible. She was beat to shit when you came out of surgery. I was. Yeah. I will say that surgery. So that surgery was they removed all the endometriosis yeah. in my uterus, around my uterus, around my rectum, around every area that they could find it. So when they remove it, they cauterize it. So they like burn, burn it yeah. out of my body. Um, and then after they did that, Dr. Jarrett put this oil in to like soothe it and then also to help hopefully get pregnant. Yeah. Help with get pregnant. As they say with like, you know, right after that, try, try, try. So that was October. Um, our first niece, she had her first birthday that December. Yeah. Like right before Christmas. And we didn't know it at that time, but Amber was pregnant. Yep, I was pregnant. And so, right, right after yeah. January, 
we went, we, I still remember we went grocery shopping and you're like, let's go get a test. And this, again, I was still like, whatever, I will participate. <laughs> sure. And you know, I was cause tired. Because it wasn't that, I, and let me say this very clearly, it wasn't that I didn't want to have a kid, but I was at the point where I was just like, this isn't in the cards for me. You know, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm, We've been you know, married for nine years. Yeah, you know, nine just, years at this point, and almost, we had our almost nine, almost nine yeah. years, and we had established between us, okay, it's gonna be us. That's it. That's it. We're yeah, good. You're always like, are you sure you're dumb enough? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking enough. I'm fine. So I was just like, I, you know, I, it's just, this isn't in the cards. Like, why do we keep going down this road? It's just causing hurt. That was kind of my mindset. Right. So I think scarcity, but yeah. So we got home and. You know, I still I could still see it. We came in the house and we had all these groceries and we're in the kitchen. I'm putting them away and she comes downstairs with a stick. She's like shaking and like, like what? And like the stick says she's pregnant. I'm like, now I'm completely changed. Like, what? Like, drink more water, pee again. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. So you know, and took yeah. second test. I'm like, holy shit. You know, like. Wow, yeah. we're gonna have a baby. And they always yeah. tell you to take a pregnancy test first thing in the morning, and this was yeah. like midday. Yeah. So it was like, oh shit, like. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. Okay. Okay. But you know, so, you know, if if you hadn't had the growth mindset, if it had been my mindset, who knows? Because I was just like, whatever. This is it. This is where we're at. This is our life. That's it. Yeah, fine with true, it true. and you know I wasn't yeah. bitter I was just like this is it kind of like what I said earlier about my family and your family it was like you know with college like it's not in the cards for us it's not you know like we're okay we're big Notre Dame fans anybody had seen Rudy when he first says he wants to go to Notre Dame and his dad's like at the bus stop talking he's like yeah. Notre Dame's for rich kids smart kids it's not for people like us. Right. True. True. You know, I, it was like, if, if that was me, yeah. I would have, you know, so if you hadn't done that, we wouldn't have had any kids, yeah. but that was just, you know, so go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, just having that open to possibilities. I mean, mm-hmm. the story for us just keeps going of being open for things, but mm-hmm. I guess like that would be another segment later on but I yeah. mean, just being open to what is out there is what we need to do I mean just because of how you grew up and how your parents are is not what you're going to be I guess is what we're saying like yeah. what you are expected to do by your parents is not necessarily what you need to be doing in well life. and understand you know, what like what kind of garbage shit that has gone through your family history is in your subconscious mind. True. You know, and we stress about it because what we, you know, like, what are we doing to our own kids? Yeah. You know, but you have your, you know, unique calling, skill set, whatever, that will take you into there. And then, you know, I mean, we, you know, so we had Patrick. And then, you know, you were still working at the job in catering sales, but you were not happy at it. No, I was not happy. Especially after we had Patrick. Like because the I first day you went back, you got written up after you'd yes. been on maternity leave, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, and, and you were sitting there like, that was the same reason why I wanted to get out of the restaurant industry because I'm like, how do you manage having kids and do this? And we have friends that do that, and I don't, God bless them, I don't know how you do it. 
But, um, you know, so then you got pregnant with Sophia. Well, I had to have the surgery again. Yeah, they have surgery again. Yeah. Because they came back yep. with a vengeance, right. is yep. what the doctor and said. And endometriosis came back again. Yeah, came back again within a year and a half. Yep. Um, if not less than that, because Patrick and Sophia are two years apart. Two years apart. It, like me. from when they were born. So we went back, and Dr. Jarrett saw us again, and we had the surgery again, and he even said, like, it came back. And a lot of that might have been stress. A lot of that could have been um, just from my job, and like, because I was trying to breastfeed, and I was going on a trip with my work, and I was not happy, and I was stressed, you know, whatever it was. So it was just like, oh, it was so stressful, I can't even tell you. And I just wanted out of that job so bad. And I just kept applying for stuff within the university because I didn't want to leave Notre Dame because I absolutely love Notre, Notre Dame, Dame to my soul. Like, I absolutely love it. And um, so I kept applying for different jobs, you know, and I had actually applied for and interviewed for the job, this job before. And it was when Patrick was first born. And then it came back up again. And then, so maybe like less than a year. And I applied for yeah, it, was it. Like, it was less than a year. It was less than a year. Yeah. And I had actually met with someone from HR and he was so wonderful. He was so sweet. Bernard. Bernard is He's so awesome. sweet. He's so great. Yeah. Is he and still there? Yes. He is. Is he? He's so good. Yeah. And, um, so I met with him and this job wasn't even listed yet. And he's like, I really think you would work well with them. And I think you would mesh well in your, you know, your attributes and, you know, your personality and attributes. what you value. Yes, attributes. And what you value will, will go well. So I was like, okay, you know. So then I got an interview and I was worried because I was pregnant with Sophia. You yeah, know, and yeah. all I was going through in my head was, okay, be positive, be upbeat, be myself. Don't make a scene about being pregnant. Is all I kept thinking about was like, I can't talk about it because they might not hire me. Even though we all know that you can't discriminate against someone who is pregnant. But at the same time in my mind, I'm thinking, who's going to want to hire someone who's going to be pregnant, who is pregnant, and then six months later, they go on maternity leave for three months, and then they have to start over, and then, you know, like, I get it. I, I completely understand. Whoa. <laughs> Knocking things over. Um, so, but truth be told, I got that job. I completely got that job. I was so excited. And I still remember when you called me. Oh, it was like yeah. the best day. And I, those people that I worked with in strategic planning, oh, I can't even describe how wonderful they are. Mm -hmm. They are the sweetest people. And I just absolutely loved that job. And it was because I was determined and I was persistent. And I prayed to God every day after I had my interview until I got the call saying, please help them, the people I interviewed with, make the best decision for their office. Like, I truly wanted them to make the best decision. Even if it wasn't for me, you know, it wasn't me, it wasn't my me personally, but they found the best person for their job. 
in their office. So I just truly believe like believing in a higher power and believing in, you know, being persistent. And then I finally got it. And I was so excited that day. Like I just, every care in the world went away that day when I accepted it. Remember when I called you and you're like, what? I remember yeah. standing in the staircase calling you like very quietly, like, damn, I was, damn. <laughs> I was in 12th Street Liquors in Mishawak because I was working for Southern Wine and Spirits at the time and I had, I was an area manager for the group. I still remember taking that call and it was the same thing. I mean, you had, for those of you who might not read, read Joe Dispenza's stuff, um, you had positive thoughts and you yeah. teamed it with a, or you had an intention and you teamed it with positive emotions and you still I still say you manifested that um yeah I mean it like was like your dream um and then for me at the, at the same time I was I started a role and it was good but um I wasn't enjoying my job again at that point I was working with a lot of people that were just very much about the job and not uh, their family. I mean, we're winning trips for sales and people were not acting right on these trips, let's put it that way. Stuff like that. Just, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, you know, so, you know, a year later after you got that job, um, you know, and we had talked about before Amber going into um, seeing counseling for postpartum, I was like, I need to see somebody because I'm so stressed out and I'm not happy I'm showing up for you. And then um, it was you. Yeah, like, my mindset one day. You're like, "There's a job at Notre Dame Development." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know which, and I'm like, "All right," and I applied for it. And like, um, and I got an interview. And I'm like, not super confident about it because it's so freaking hard. And then you know, I I just same thing. Like you said, I, I remember that phone interview. I was at Four Winds Casino, in right above the line in Michigan because we were looking at opening an account there. And I was just like, I just just talked passionately about how I felt about Notre Dame and the mission and just yeah so obviously I made an impression and I got invited back and went through like a whole day of like seven eight interviews like rapid fire it was the same thing it was just like talking about yeah. the mission how happy I was to be a part of the university and yeah uh, and I meant it, it wasn't bullshit True. Um, and then so I was fortunate I got hired in the development department at Notre Dame, which is like beyond a dream. Like I cannot, yeah, I, I can so still true. say I was sitting, I, I knew the call was probably coming. I was at, I was, you know, for work at that time, I drove a lot. So I decided to go by Notre Dame that day and I drove on campus parked, and I walked up um, by the library. I can't remember why or what, but then my phone rang and it was going to be my new boss, and I, I was sitting out in front of the Hesburgh Library, looking at the stadium. Oh, wonderful, yeah. Um, when she said, "We have decided you are our person," so like, I was sitting there in front of the Hesburgh Library, looking at Notre Dame Stadium, where I graduated. Like shit, I'm going to work here. Like it was unbelievable. I'm like still, I'm emotional right now talking about that. Yeah. But again, if not for your help with growth mindset, I would never have gone down that path. Um, and so it was, it was pretty amazing to go to work there. Um, 
And every then, day, and it was so cool because yeah, we would yeah. go to work together mm-hmm. every day, and we would drop off the kids at daycare, and then I would just would... walk that campus, and my heart was just full. Yeah, it was it just was wonderful. Just full, it, like I can't explain oh, how, like, the way I felt. It the last, just... like my job, I worked in the dome with strategic planning, and then you working it with development. Those were like the two best, mm-hmm. honestly, jobs, and it was just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, I just think about it, like, so hard. Like, it's just, like, can't believe. And so you can, like, the theme is, but still you pivot. I know. Oh, shit, comes your way, you don't right? realize it's going to happen. So this all happens. You just heard how emotional we were about feeling about this. Yeah. So then this was fall of 2016, and then Christmas break comes and goes, and we get back in, into January. And it was, well, because it was weird. We had one of those winters where it wasn't super cold yet. Oh, true. Yeah. Some winters because, were more easy. Itself. And there was a lot of snow because I was going to, all that week leading up to your birthday, your birthday, January 16th, she's like, I'm not feeling really well. True. And, then, and even during the week, I'm like, no, no way. And, you know, because like we said before, last couple times we had to actually have surgery, blah, 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 blah. So that Saturday was actually your birthday. Yeah. I think it was your actual birthday. I was, you know, I was um, going to go out for a run because the weather was good enough you could go run. And there was a CVS by our house. I'm like, well, on the way home, I'll go, I'll stop there, I'll grab a pregnancy test just to see. Right, right, right. And we were coming to Adrian. And she takes a test. I'm like, holy shit, we're having a baby. It's like, how does With this no, happen? With no, like, no help, no nothing, no, like, nothing. It yeah. was, you know, again, like, uh, I don't know. It was, it was just divine. It was. It truly was. Yeah. Because we didn't have... And it was less than two years. Yeah, like, Sophia and Jack are less than two years apart. Yeah, they, with their birthdays. They're, Sophia and Jack are less than two years apart. Yep. So, it was You'd crazy. Gotten, you were you I mean, pregnant I walked, for Sophia like just after her, birth, her first birthday. Like a month after her first birthday. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how did... like? I don't know. It's like to me, I'm just like still looking back. Like, how did that happen? Um, I don't know. know. It's just because we worked so long to get pregnant. We didn't have any help. We didn't have anything stopping us from getting pregnant. Then we had to have surgery. We had we got pregnant. That's why we weren't like thinking anything about it after Sophia. We weren't preventing. We're like, this isn't gonna happen without help again. So if we want to have another baby, we're gonna have to do this process again. Right, and we didn't even think about it. We're like, man, if it happens, it happens. Whatever. And then all of a sudden, I was pregnant, and I was like, wow, okay. You know, so now we're sitting there, and but we, I was not working as much. I was happier in my job. I was um, not stressed at all no. my workload was not I mean it was stressful what I was doing but it was not physically stressful and it wasn't because when I worked in catering a lot of it was physical yeah that sure. I had to do um so there was that aspect too just crazy and so you know we were at the point where excuse me we were like okay. roots are planted we're gonna stay here like yeah. both working for the University of Notre Dame 
we're figuring out schools for Patrick because we had to figure that out yeah, soon. Yeah, to school soon. And, and so then, then like, like, daycare, how much that was going to cost yeah, for three kids. Oh God, yeah, which is going to be astronomical. We're like, well, we can figure it out if we do this. Then. If we, you know, we had to figure it out. I had to talk to the daycare provider because, like, the operations manager to find out what the cost was. So I had to tell her I was pregnant, even though it was, like, super early, just so we could yeah. figure it out in our minds of how we would do it because as many know infants in daycares are so much more expensive than a toddler mm-hmm. because you need to have more hands-on whatever else so just with two kids in daycare it was more than our mortgage some months yeah just two kids it was more than our mortgage yep. in our house and Last we only year, had like- what a four-bedroom house the last year we were there, we played $22,000 in daycare. Yeah. So, <laughs> adding a third child... $22,000 in daycare. We're like, okay, so what do we have to cut out? Literally, yeah, we what... Yeah, we had it figured out, though. That was the crazy thing. We did. We did. We had it figured out. And then, again, we were just... I don't know, I guess, that mindset where you're just, like, open to possibilities. Like you said... Yeah. One day I was at work. It was in May. It was in May. It was right after the... 5th of May because we ran that you ran that Cinco de Miles race yeah yes and um so I was getting ready to leave work and the phone rang and it was the president of Siena Heights University um that I I knew really well and she's saying hey you know we've had a change in our development office our vice president of development is institutional advancement is going to be leaving and I wanted to know if you might be interested I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> right? He was really happy at her job. We're really good here. I'll have to get back to you in a couple of days. And so I you know, told Amber when I got home, like, this is what happened. And she's like, you should look at that. Are you serious? Are you sure? And so she said, yeah. So I participated in the interview process. And I was like, well, yeah, that's our alma mater. We yeah, have but, but to you're check gonna it quit out. Notre Dame. I know. So I know. You know, through the process, I was trying to talk her out of it anyway, shape and form, because I didn't want to get to Adrian and have her be like, "Fuck, I'm left Notre Dame for this." Right. And so, go through the process, and I ended up getting hired. And so, you know, next thing you know, like. But there were, was stipulation, though, like for you to be hired, like for me to be able to stay home. Oh yeah, you were able to stay at home, mom. Like that was part of it. Like it, the income. Yeah, the, the that jump in income was enough. Basically, my jump in income covered what we both made already. Yeah. So I could stay home with the kids, but which still, was always a dream quit, of but mine. You still had to quit your job. True, I did have to quit my job at Nording, which was so hard. I cried the entire time. I cried every moment that I had to tell my boss, and then cried when I told every person that I worked with, and then the day I left. But my dream was coming true. I had always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. It's crazy to hold that thought, though, because it's a dream to this point, which is insane, because, you know, so we bought a house and sold a house within a couple months, got here. Yeah, right. Jack was born that September. Within a month after we moved into yeah, our house. and so we've been here a little over four years now. Yeah. And it's been great, um, but we're still sitting there, like, now watching our progression and like what's next I mean it's scary like what is going to happen I got here and you know I I really was going down the rabbit hole of trying to better myself Um, and when right 
right before I got hired at Notre Dame, when I was seeing my counselor, you know, I was telling that I like to run a lot. He's like, well, you should read this book. It's called Living with a Seal. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I think you'd I like it. it. And yeah. so I got it. And it David Goggins. David, well, I didn't know it then. Well, yeah. No. It was, but so anyway, it sent me down this rabbit hole. And so um, shortly after I got in this role, somehow in an email or something, I got connected with a company called Seal Fit, which is um, Commander Mark Devine's company. And he was he started a company to start training guys that were planning to go to butts to be seals but then it morphed into anybody could do it yeah, so true yeah yeah it like really resonated with me trying to because he talks about your five mountains of mass self-mastery your physical mental emotional intuitional spiritual and so i went down that rabbit hole and they have crucibles that mimic hell week and went out one year and did a 12-hour one and then did the full 50-hour one once failed did the other one but you keep going it was all about like trying to get better and defeat the demons that i've grown up with or had and get better mentally and emotionally and spiritually and declutter all the bullshit baggage that was dumped into me that I didn't realize um and so you know I've I've they have a crucible called Kokoro I finished in 2019 well and then since then I'm like okay where do I go from here I'm trying to get better and better and then COVID and everything and then at the same time you have gotten yeah. into Beachbody heavily yes and beginning of 2020 you yeah. know you're like hey I want to do this I'm like okay cool you know like you were afraid i was gonna be like no but i'm like fuck it I know, if you feel I good really, about it yeah. go for it because right, right. i've been through that and so now you talk about growth mindset again we just talked about all these dreams coming true for us but we're still sitting here at this point where we're like what's next because i don't know it doesn't feel like we're done no i don't feel like it we're doesn't done. feel like, like there's more to feel come like there's for us. so much and just being able to understand the growth mindset that back eight years ago we had no idea it was there yeah do you know what i mean like we didn't understand what we were thinking or how we were trying to be open of new possibilities and stuff and just through recent our recent journey through beach body and like has a big part of one of our vitals is personal development yep. and i absolutely love that part of beach body and like being a coach is because I get to learn how to become the best version of myself and I can help other women become the best versions of themselves while helping their families, while helping their communities. You know, so like that's like the best part all, for like me. All the stuff that you described earlier that you struggled with. Yeah. Like earlier in marriage with your job, like you see, I would assert that you see yourself like speaking to that woman and helping her. Right. Is that accurate? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Of not feeling worthy and yeah. trying to pour into something that you feel is important, but really isn't. But why do you feel it's important? Because what, that's what your family you know what I mean? like you. Distil- yeah, yeah. Distilling right. it down. Why like, do you feel that's important? Right. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. what I'm, you know, it's become really important to me now too, is understanding like all the mental and emotional crap that I've carried for so long and trying to overcome that and... Now it's like, okay, I know 
just about everybody probably is dealing with that. True. Yeah. I mean, we and all so, are in different ways, which is crazy because you were like, how do I help? That. How do I help those people? How to help everybody identify it one, two, work to overcome it, and then show up better in their life with their first their spouse if they're married and their kids if they you know they have their you know because I, I look back I've been blessed with a really wonderful family but you and I have talked about this as we've gone through this personal development journey and are still on it it's like it doesn't it never ends no, no, we'll no, always ever. be on it never ends no but we're you know but we've started to identify man there's a lot of fucking dysfunction in our families right there you really know, is and, like you know and yours is, yours is easy to be like oh your family's dysfunctional because you, you know yes what you you know you didn't yes. have mom and dad married growing up yes super easy to like establish. I did I did I had mom and dad grown up you know all married still married they're just celebrated 46 years of marriage you know yeah. my grandparents were married my mom and dad's parent or my mom's parents 58 years my dad's parents were not because his dad died when he was young so but only a couple divorces in the family like everybody's pretty much together so it's easy not to like, like my family yeah which but is so completely it's easy on the outside to like yeah. oh they're like the perfect family and i grew up kind of with that like almost like ed like look like you know you know where our ways right and now I've, as i've started to look at it like holy oh, shit there's a lot of fucking dysfunction yeah you know, yeah like wow grandpa did this that's yeah. not good. <laughs> right. You know, like, exactly, right? Okay, this happened. That's bad. And yeah, then start yeah. to think about how that filtered down to my mom and how stuff filtered down to my dad and how I show up now yep. as a yep. husband and a father. And like, fuck, yeah. I got a lot of work to do. So, you know, now I'm passionate about, okay, how do I get myself better, number one? And then how do I help people see that about themselves of the gaps they may have not that not a judgmental way of just like here's some things to think about that you might not you know you might you might have some gaps where you are where you could be right how can that help you show up for the people that are most important to you it's not easy it's a path that you know just gotta take it slow and you gotta realize and you know i've said it I wrote about it before that on my uh, Facebook page and Instagram that I would look at Dan before I started on my own journey and I'd be mad at him. Like, I know he laughs about it, but like he would be sitting on the couch after the kids went to bed and he's like reading his book or he's listening to something and I'm like, why is he paying attention to me? What's going on? You know, like what did I do? But at this, you know, and I was a stay-at-home mom, and I am a stay-at-home mom still, but I was lonely at the time, and I didn't realize how lonely I was, and I needed more attention, and that I needed it. I wanted it. Let's put it that way. I wanted more attention. But at the same time, he was working on himself to be a better husband, to be a better uh, father to our children, which is everything that I ever wanted. So, you know, it's just interesting how being open to new possibilities and how me becoming into Beachbody and being becoming a coach really opened my eyes of what has helped me and my journey 
is my story and it's only my story it's not my kid's story it's not my parents story it's nobody else's and other so now people much you're capable of and yeah and how much I'm you capable didn't think of, of if you didn't think about if you didn't yeah. operate that way you'd have never had the guts to apply it in order name true and you never would have been successful like you were there and you know i should say like when i took this job i i went to talk to amber's boss because Oh, he had moved his wife he did. across country and she had a successful position and like, you know, I, I need your advice. And, you know, and he said at the time, like, nothing against you, but she's incredible. You know, which is, you know, without thinking that way, you wouldn't open yourself up to those possibilities and like sh- truly shine your talent. Yeah. And like this, you know, the role I'm in now the you know the stuff I've done with Seal Fit and Unbeatable Mind um you know I mean what I went through was I'm like 5'4 150 pounds <laughs> and I was you know I we got the shit kicked out of us for an entire weekend I mean guys were like 6'4 yeah. 250 just quitting falling down not making it but the, I'm not bragging. What I'm saying is not to have that growth mindset or that mindset of like, I don't know what's possible. I'm gonna go see and I'm gonna try things that are yeah. scary and I don't know. But I feel this passion and I'm gonna pursue it. And I'm gonna just let what happens happens. Without doing that, you stay stuck. Yeah. You know and that's. Yeah, true. like our families, you know. You again, you know, stuff. yeah, you know. I mean, we talked about it, like, you know, like my my family. Yeah. And and they're happy, so I don't. But you know, a lot of times we'll try to understand where they're coming from. And like, you know what? That's what Since works for them, and they're that's happy. That's what works for Like, yeah, they've never been out of this town. True. Yes, or they've very never far. left. Yes, that, or, or very, very far. far. Yes. And that's not bad. No. But there's so many things that we have been fortunate to experience outside of that it just gives us a different perspective and we can look at it in a different way. Okay, hello. So we just learned some some new mechanics of podcasts which is always fun yep so our our podcast cut off uh the last episode in which we and then i accidentally added it to the previous (laughs) week's episode so it's communication part two and growth mindset was the last one but yeah um what we were saying when we um got cut off there was about how um you know i was talking about our family and how certain family members haven't gotten out of this area and so we've been blessed to have a broader view of things yes yes true not that yeah. it makes us better we just we've had a broader view of things yeah um, for sure and so you know what i think the takeaway of what we've talked about today is just you know having the mindset of just being open like you said yes yes to new ideas to new possibilities to new things and you never know where that's going to take you um, you know, and where that will lead. I mean, you just never know. 
I could never imagine the stuff we've gone through and experienced since we've gotten married with work, with kids, um, with our personal development now, which just is a good reminder to be open and realize like you only have seen a little bit of the whole picture. Just be open and um, the mindset of I can grow through this and if something feels uncomfortable, why does it feel uncomfortable? Is it some baggage that I'm carrying and should I look at it differently? Yeah. Is that right? That is right. No, I agree. Like it's just hard because you just never know what's out there or what's possible and not to pigeonhole yourself into one area. Yeah. You just never know and to be open because what I have learned just from growing up and my mom leaving when she did, Mm -hmm. like you can't, her story is not my story and how she decided to live her life is not how I'm going to live my life Mm -hmm. and I am not going to end up like her and I'm going to work every day not to be like her and she taught me how not to be a mom Mm -hmm. she taught me how to be a better mom by being the mom that she was and it's hard for me to say that and it's taken me a long time to understand that because of my growth, my personal growth, and our relationship mm-hmm. between you and I, and us like being able to openly talk about it and like where we're at and with the kids, and like I'm starting to get emotional just thinking about it because it's like, I mean, it's still a hard part of my life going through it, and it's just sometimes I just wonder like, how can someone do that? Because Jack is the same age that I was when mm-hmm. she left, you know, and I look at him and I'm like, he's my little boy, I can never do that, he's the love of my life, and, but that makes me different, and that makes, sets me aside, and that's creating my own story from what she is, and I would never have been able to do something like that without having an open mindset and just being open, don't you think? What you're saying reminds me, I'm trying to remember what book it is I read that said this. It talks about there is a set of twins and they followed them. And so the first twin, when he's all grown up, he's destined, his, their parents had left him. I should go back. Their parents had left them. Our dad was an alcoholic or this oh, horrible yes. life. And so they interview the first twin and he's like, and he's destitute and he's not you know, he's homeless, he's just, his life's a mess. He's like, I had, he, he, the psychology ended up this way. Well, I had no choice. I, you know, I was set up for failure and, you know, and, and, and here I am. The other twin grew up to be very successful in business, had a great family, uh, yeah. had a very successful life. I'm paraphrasing, so I'm probably getting some of these details wrong. And they said, well, how did that happen, given how you grew up? And he said, well, I had no choice. I had to overcome what I was given. True. And so this is how I achieved what I did. So I think therein lies, there you go, scarcity mindset, growth mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you're saying with what you've dealt with with your your mom 
and disparaging. So, um, we all have a choice. We all have a choice mm-hmm. of what kind of life we're gonna live. Yep. You know, like I really believe, like we all have a choice, and it's hard. And um, I don't know. I just hope that our story has helped a little bit through this last hour. That's the longest that we've talked so far, which no, is pretty it cool. Like, yeah. It didn't feel like that. Um, we're really excited that you're here with us every yeah. week and you're learning from us and this is just our tidbits of what our life has been and I hope that we hope that it helps you as well and understand that you are not alone no. and we are here if you just want to send us a you know direct message and you want to talk to us and you just want to chat mm-hmm. you can do that you can find me at um, Instagram at it, um, amber.m.pena and you can find Dan at uh, Daniel Patrick Pena on Instagram. Yep. So definitely reach out to us. Um, if you want to help us out, we'd appreciate you by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a rating so that that way more people can learn yeah. from us. Please give a higher rate. Please give a higher rating just so yeah. people can find us. They can find um, us and then that way they can you know, know as well that they're not alone. We're all better when we're together and we're supporting each other. Yep. So we just hope that you have a wonderful week and we can't wait. It's going to be a great week. Kids go to school. Woo-woo! Kids go to school. So. And thank you for taking the time to, to spend with us. So we are very um, mindful of all that you have going on. So thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. And we will... See you next week. Next Sunday. Woohoo. Alrighty. Take care. Oh, I'm not supposed to say take care. I get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.